0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a People's History. From memes to movements. See how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a People's History, is now streaming on Hulu.
1: Hey, is this Nicole Bayer?
2: Hi, it is. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Sorry for running late. I over
1: <laughs> slept. <laughs> It's okay to sleep. You got to sleep. Listen, this is what is time these days. Time means what is it? Who knows? I don't know what day this
2: is. Me either. Last night I was like, "What weekday is tomorrow?" I was (laughs) no. What was I saying? I was like, "What is tomorrow called?"
1: (laughs) I do this thing every day around two or three. I play this lovely game called. Did I brush my teeth today?
2: Oh, I've been playing Did I Shower for the last maybe two weeks. And <laughs> the answer is I didn't, and I don't know the last time I did.
1: You're listening to It's has a Minute from EPR. I'm Sam Sanders. As you just heard, my guest today is comedian Nicole Byer. You may know her best as the host of the very popular Nailed It series on Netflix. I love that show, y'all. You may also know her from the bajillion podcasts that she hosts, You may know her from her stand-up comedy Either way, dear listener, you are in for a treat this episode In this chat, Nicole and I will talk about her new book Hashtag Very Fat, Hashtag Very Brave The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Hashtag Brave And Not a Dejected, Melancholy, Down-in-the-Dumps Weeping Fat Girl in a Bikini Nicole will talk about what it was like Taking hundreds of photos in a bikini for this book And how it helped her accept her body as it is She'll also discuss her complicated relationship with Christianity And that one time she worked at Lane Bryant Alright, before we get to it, two quick things to note First, you're going to hear a lot of bleeps in this episode And second, Nicole and I taped this chat back in late May So that's why you're not going to hear us discussing that issue However, several previous episodes in this podcast feed deal with that And I welcome you to dig through our back catalog for the last few weeks All right, let's begin this chat, which was recorded at a time when the number one thing on everyone's mind was just surviving in lockdown. So I have to thank you for doing my podcast because you are busy a lot of the time with other podcasts. You're like this podcast legend. You have what? You host four (laughs) at a certain point. It was six. How many? Five. Oh my God.
2: Five. I also called you a like we were friends, I'm so sorry. We
3: are friends, (laughs) we are.
1: (laughs) That means now we have to be friends.
2: It was so familiar, usually
1: I don't do like that. You know, I charm, what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) You got a bunch of podcasts, how do you keep up? Yeah,
2: five. Uh, I mean, when I was busier, it was easier. Hmm. But now, everyone has time, nobody wants to stack episodes, so I'm recording <laughs> multiple days a week. But I guess that's good to stay busy. I don't know. Are we all going to die?
1: At some point, yes. Uh, hopefully not all this year. <laughs> but who can tell? Who knows anymore?
2: Who knows? This is wild. Pier 1's going out of business. I can't handle it. Wait,
1: Pier 1 too?
2: Yeah, Pier 1. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. There's no good sales. The accent <laughs> chairs are still $300. This is not a sale. Bring it down. I'll oh buy stuff. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. It's, it is, it, it's just like I keep telling my friends and family. I'm like, you know, there's not going to be a day where they flip the switch and it's all just normal again. It's going to be a slow creep towards normal. And we'll all be so jaded by the time it gets normal that we can't even realize it.
2: Oh, yeah. But also normal's not going to be old normal. Like we're going to mm-hmm. have a new normal. Mm-hmm. And then I just worry about people not wearing like it's ugh, the whole mask thing is really confusing to me because I'm just like, OK, so like you're not going to not get Corona by wearing a mask. But like you can reduce your chances by 50 percent. Aren't those better odds? Exactly. Put on a mask. What's wrong with you people? It's like we ask you to wear clothes. Are you gonna stop wearing clothes? (laughs) My freedoms. I get to be naked. It's your freedoms to be naked and sit on whatever you want. No. (laughs) There are rules. And this is just a new rule.
1: New rules. And it's just like there's no end in sight. No. We're gonna be in this for the rest of the year at least.
2: I no, I don't think so. Here's the thing. I really think everything's gonna turn around in October. Please don't ask me why October. It doesn't make any sense. Did your horoscope tell you October? No, sure didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So I I kept saying 2020 was going to be my year. And then this happened. And then I was like, but 2020 still has to be my year. 20 divided by 2, that's 10. 10th month, October. October will be better. It's Ah, arbitrary, but I fully believe in it. Hold on to
1: that. (laughs) Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Speaking of things to feel good about, I'm holding your book in my hand.
2: Ooh! uh,
1: I love how you like channeled. I think Little Kim for the cover. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, that's Little Kim. I I love it.
2: Grew up loving Little Kim, still do. We all did. I love her so much, and um, yeah, I was like, why not do it? Kind of like came together. It wasn't intentional. So like, Mm -hmm. I had the wig. I had the fur coat. I had the purple bathing suit. I had the purple stripper shoes. I had the purple sunglasses. You say it just, so casually.
1: I just had all of these things. As one does. I did. I literally
2: had every, every... like every. I didn't go out and buy anything. And then okay. I like threw them all in a bag and I was like, I think all this purple will look good together. And then I put it on. and I was like, I'm Little Kim. It was <laughs> yes. very exciting.
1: Yes. I love it. This book is called... Hashtag very fat. Hashtag very brave. The fat girl's guide to being brave and not a dejected, melancholy, down in the dumps, weeping fat girl in a bikini.
2: It is Come through with that title. title. Tell
1: folks who don't have it yet what's in the book.
2: So I was talking to somebody else about it, and I was like – I don't think I've seen a book like the one I wrote. It's a it's strange. It's hard to describe. It's a coffee table book with pictures, but then the pictures all have captions. And then there is some very few like narratives in it. So like there's a couple stories about like me buying my first bathing suit or buy my first bikini or whatever. And then some tips to deal with the world.
1: And I mean like you buried the lead here. Every photo is you in a bathing suit.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Every photo is me in a bikini. <laughs> and there's yes. like a hundred pictures or so. So, a hundred oh, so, okay, different yes. bikinis.
1: My two favorite there's one of you outside of an In N Out, like in the bikini with the fur coat, eating an In N Out burger like a boss. And <laughs> there's this other one you have where it's you in a bikini pointing at a photo hung on the wall of you in a bikini. <laughs>
2: Uh All
1: right, time for a break. When we come back, Nicole Byer tells us what it was like to shoot all those bikini photos and what she learned from it. Also, while we're here, I'm going to do that thing again where I ask you to go to Apple Podcast, rate us and review us, and uh, help us out through some magic of some sort. When y'all do that, it helps other people find the show. I know you're tired of hearing me ask about that. I'm tired of asking you to do it. So, uh... This will be the last time for a while, I promise, okay? This will be the last time for a while. But go to Apple Podcast, rate and review. Bless you. All right, BRB.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu.
3: This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.
0: I'm Gregory Warner with NPR's Rough Translation. So there's a holiday in the Netherlands where every year thousands of white folks wear blackface. Some people are trying to end that tradition, but in a very Dutch way. You talk, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk until you reach consensus. Can you fight racism in a way that brings the whole country with you? That's on NPR's Rough Translation.
1: What was so like you wrote in the book that like because you only had a few days to do this on a low budget, a lot of times you were going from site to site, literally changing bikinis on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Like how was the experience of being in a bikini for days on end and changing here and there and going here and there? How was it with just people in the world? What was the general reaction to you? Doing these photo shoots?
2: Uh, Women mostly were like, they would look and then go about their day because like, whatever. Um, (laughs) Or they would say, you look good. And it was nice. Men, honestly, I learned this. Men look at women like they have never seen a woman before. They don't know what it is. (laughs) They don't know if they'll ever see it again. It doesn't matter how big or small this woman is. They just need to know what this woman is. Uh, At Palm Springs, we were at the Parker Palm Hotel. And this man was like with his wife. And I was like, you have your own business to mind. But sure enough, this nosy ass man was in my business and was like looking, oh yeah, you're hot, look at that. And I was like, talk to your wife, leave me alone. This isn't for you. I think also yeah. men, not to generalize men, but I think a lot of men seem to think that women only exist for their pleasure, mm-hmm. which is crazy because, like, I don't even know you, you know?
1: Yeah. You're wearing the bikini for you and for your book to make yeah. your money.
2: Yeah, hell yeah, did. Gotta make my cash.
1: Come on. And, like, what is the biggest nugget or takeaway that you want readers of this book to come away with?
2: Um, I guess like i I don't consider myself body positive because I feel like body positivity is such a a weird word. I don't know it's Why like is I don't think weird? you need because I don't think you need to be positive about your body because mm. you you could just you could be like, I don't like this body that I have, but I'm gonna change it and then that's like a journey for you. go ahead and f- do that. but if you yeah, like yeah. your body the way it is and you don't want to lose weight or you Then that's fine too. I just think it's just like everyone just be chill about your body. I think it's like maybe (laughs) body acceptance. I don't know. I just, I hate that there's a name for like not hating a part of who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's insane.
1: Yeah. That there's a word
2: for it. Like it's just, we
1: should all just be like, oh, this is the body I got. Okay. That's it.
2: Like I don't, it's weird when people are like, Nicole, you're so body positive. And I'm like, no, I just don't hate the body I'm in because the world is already really hard. Like, imagine being inside for months on end and then looking in the mirror and being like, I hate it. Like, no. (laughs) No, that's insane. I'm inside, and I'm like, whatever. This is my body, and I'm going to do what I want.
1: (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. You write in the book that one of the last hurdles for you when it came to accepting your own body was bathing suits, and you tell a few stories of, you know, how you got over your, like, fear of the bathing suit, fear of the bikini. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean that releasing a book like this with literally hundreds of photos of you in bikinis does that mean that you feel that journey is complete or is it uh, one of those journeys that never really ends?
2: No, the journey is so fully complete like okay. It wasn't that like I wasn't wearing bikinis for my body and like my head and me. I wasn't wearing bikinis cuz I was like nobody else wants to see this. And then I got to mm-hmm. a place where I'm like, "Who cares what anybody else wants to see if they don't want (laughs) to see it they can turn their head and mind their own business so it was Mm. me being like oh I literally don't care what this person on the street thinks of me I'm gonna do me because I do that in every other facet of my life so like that's what it is that's you don't it's hard to explain but like it's just like not letting outside people determine how you feel about what you have
1: yeah and I like how you unpack that And a few stories about, like, your journey with the bikini. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about you talking about the club in New Jersey called Paradise Mm -hmm. or the trip to Palm Springs where you only packed bikinis. Like, Mm -hmm. I kind of want you to tell one of those stories, if you will, briefly for our our listeners.
2: Sure. Well, so we went to Paradise. Me and my best friend, Nick like a club a gay club one of my favorite ones in jersey and we were going back to his mom's house because his mom is out of town and she's got a pool and it was summer so nick was hooking up with whoever and there was another guy there don't remember his name and i was like i don't have a bathing suit but i want to get in the water and then i was like underwear is kind of a bikini so then i just like stripped down dove in and was like yeah I got what I wanted. I wanted to be wet. I wanted to be in the pool. I wanted to swim. Yeah. Who cares what this other person wants? If they don't want to look at me, they can leave. If they want to look at me, they can look. If they want to get in the pool, they can get in the pool. And he got in with me. Um, But then I was like drunk. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like drunk, (laughs) drunken bravery, if you will. Um, And then Palm Springs. uh, So my friend Marcy and I were going to Palm Springs to write and I was like, Marcy, I'm only bringing bikinis because I don't know nobody in Palm Springs. So like nobody will have to see my body that I know, which was an insane thought. <laughs> but I was just mm. like, if a friend sees my body, what will they think of me? And the the thing is, they'll think nothing. That's your friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we go and I was like, Marcy, I'm also going to use the hashtag very fat, very brave because like everyone keeps saying that like fat women are brave in bikinis. And we like laughed about that. And then uh at the pool i was wearing my bikini we were laying out and this like old man with a family he like looked over at me and like couldn't stop staring so i looked at him and i was like daddy do you like what you see?" and then he <laughs> didn't like that and wouldn't look at me ever again and i was like oh my god i can't believe that worked um I didn't write that that is a little exclusive i didn't write that in the book but um
1: you heard yeah. it here first listeners
2: you heard it here first <laughs> Yeah, it was. And then Marcy was just like, who is she? Who is this girl sitting next to me? And I was like, I don't know, a brave woman.
1: Time for one more break. Coming up, the Lane Bryant experience and the gospel according to Nicole Bayer. BRB.
3: This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana Farber Cancer Institute, one of the largest recipients of NIH funding. Dana-Farber scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years, data through 2022. They've made one advanced cancer discovery after another for over 75 years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. More at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Jarl and Pamela Moan, thanking the people who make public radio great every day and also those who listen.
3: There are only five months to go until Election Day. And every week or even every few hours, there's a new twist that could affect who will win the White House. To keep up with the latest, tune in to the NPR Politics Podcast every day to find out what happened and what it means for the election.
1: You know, I think a lot, I was thinking a lot going through the book about, the, you know, this idea of just like accepting yourself, no matter what it is, you know, being real about your body and, 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 and the body you're in. It's this kind of radical acceptance that feels, it feels bigger than just like a rational thought, right? Like it's 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 almost spiritual and it's almost like, I don't know, it's not, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, like it's more than just body work. it's like soul work. I don't, I don't yeah, know yeah, it's also here.
2: about being peace like at peace with yourself. Like I watched my mother diet from like the whole time I knew her. I knew her for mm. 16 years and my earliest memories of her are filling up a weight watcher's water container and going for a walk with her friend, uh, Angela down the street. And then my mom being Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I have enough points for this. I have enough points for this. I don't have enough points for that. And I'm like, that's one of my earliest memories of my mother dieting and not Mm. to say that she made a mistake or she was like bad, but like, that's the culture that she grew up with. And she was only doing what she knew she should be doing, but like it had maybe if she was okay with the way she looked, maybe she Mm. could have lost weight because it wasn't about pleasing other people.
1: It comes from the inside. Well, and like also hearing you talk about this, like for me, a lot of acceptance issues I've had to resolve with myself around weight, race, whatever, sexuality, et cetera. For me, it was was, like, it felt like almost two phases of my life. Like I grew Mm -hmm. up very religious in a Pentecostal church, son of the church organist. And I didn't realize until several years into adulthood, like growing up like that, In a church like that, your entire notion of love and acceptance is built on rules. You follow Mm -hmm. these rules. You get these things. God has written these rules for you. The Bible says do this. And you only succeed and get love if you follow the rules the right Mm -hmm. way. And I had to unpack a lot of that through a lot of work and a lot of money spent on therapy to move towards this version and vision of the world that was just rooted more in love and kindness and acceptance. And like, screw arbitrary rules.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, I also grew up in the church and... I have issues with organized religion in the church because a lot of the Bible is rooted in God is a jealous God. God Uh is a vengeful God, but God loves you. And you're like, wait a minute. So this man or this this entity will strike me dead if I disobey him, but he (laughs) loves me. Well, this. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean yes. he loves me? Yeah. So yeah, it's a confusing message, I think.
1: So what kind of church did you grow up in, if you don't mind uh, me asking?
2: Baptist. Okay, Black
1: Baptist. Yeah. Okay, do you miss it ever? Um, you know,
2: <laughs> I don't, Th- that's a tough question. Like, okay, so I guess I miss the people from the church or whatever. Yeah. I do not miss waking up so early to go to Sunday school at nine and then to have service start at 11 and then not get out till two or three mm-hmm. if he's really feeling the Holy Ghost. And, and they then- you gotta eat food
1: with all them after that. Yes,
2: then you have to eat food. And then it's five, six PM and you're like, I spent the day in one building and I couldn't <laughs> do anything else and I had to pay for it. So uh-huh. I just, I feel like- of your earnings going to the church is an insane thing to ask. Like, that's how much I pay my agent and my manager. Do you know what I'm saying? And they they get get me jobs. So, like, (laughs) what tangible thing is the church doing for me?
1: Getting back to this, like, you know, moving away from this ideology of rules to an ideology of acceptance how did you get there? Did it just happen on your own, in your own heart and mind, or did you have help? Was it was there therapy? To Were like, there books? What was it?
2: To, like, get to my own bodily acceptance? To uh, get to,
1: well, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, so I was fat my whole dang life. Um okay. But I've always just worn whatever I wanted, and I... I wear fun things and I like to wear skin tight things because I just, I like the way it looks on me. Um, Mm -hmm. Truly the only hang up that I had because when I worked, I worked at a store called, I call it Lame Giant, but it's called Lane Bryant. Oh,
1: Lane Bryant. Oh, I know Lane Bryant well (laughs) because my mama made my brother and I accompany her Mm -hmm. all the time and she'd make us hold her big old Dooney and Burke purse while she shopped in Lane Bryant for
2: hours. Love me a Dooney. But uh, when I worked there, I would always wear all these outfits were like skin tight. And one day my boss, this woman who looked identical to Shrek, Judith was like, um, (laughs) I use her real name because she was so rude to me several (laughs) times. But so Shrek waddled over to me and, and it sounds like I'm being fat phobic, but like. Some fat people waddle, and that's okay. So she waddled (laughs) over to me, fee-fi-fo-fum, and (laughs) now I'm just being so rude. And she was like, Nicole, uh, we got to talk about the way you're dressed. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I mean, your boots aren't in season. And I was like, everyone wears boots like this. And she was like, well, I mean, maybe your clothes are also a little too tight. And I said- what, you, what, what is this? I was like, you can't see anything. I'm wearing a turtleneck. She was like, yeah, but I can see like your bra through it. It's just it's too tight and it's unsightly. But like it was just like you're telling me I can't show what my body looks like at a store catered for fat people. It's FUBU, for us, by us. It's literally for the (laughs) fats. And you're telling me this fat can't be as fat as possible in this skin-tight outfit? I hate it, Judith. She was literally Satan. (laughs) Petty, petty, petty Petty. to my death.
1: Petty, petty, yeah. You know, reading this book, talking to you now, it seems like you're really confident in what you believe and what you feel certain about, and you're someone who speaks your truth. Are there still things you feel uncertain about that you're still working through that, you know, might be in the next book?
2: Um I mean, not body wise, but maybe like I don't know, before every stand-up show, I kind of get in my head and I'm like, well, these people like it? Am I funny? will this be the day that I'm not funny anymore? Because there's, that happens to a lot of comics and you can see it in their specials that like they were funny at one point, they came back to a special and then they weren't funny. I worry about getting to a point in my career where nobody tells me no or criticizes Mm. me. Uh, Mm. Like you think that like Lindsay Lohan got out of control by herself? No. (laughs) No, she just had a bunch of people around her being like, yes, queen, go Uh to that club. Yes, queen, you're not that drunk. Yes, queen, drive your car. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like people don't take care of you, Uh, and they let you just run around and do whatever. So I just, I try to keep it chill and grounded, and
1: I don't know. I'm into that. Chill and grounded. I am, the thing that I take away the most from the book is that, like, your message of just, like, accepting your body, damn it. It yeah. feels like this big truth, and it's almost like, I don't know, it it, it feels, it's like, I don't know, like, the gospel according to Nicole Byer. And especially talking with you about church now, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. if Nicole Bayer had to make a church right now, what would the gospel according to Nicole Byer be? What's the first sermon?
2: It would truly just be, like, love yourself. Like, really just, I started doing therapy a couple years ago, and – my, ther- my therapist was like, Why do you want to do therapy? And I was like, To change into a better person. She's like, Why do you want to change? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, Well, there you go. Like, don't, you don't need to change. You just need to accept mm. who you are and mm. make choices that better yourself as opposed to put yourself in a worse position. And I was like, Whoa. <sighs> uh, so, like, that's how I live now and then I say in the book I think it's at the end I'm like this doesn't have to be just about bikinis this can be about any hurdle in your life if you like want to be an animator but you're like I don't don't think I'm good enough it's like I don't know that's what you want to be so go try to do it like don't worry if you're good enough
1: you are Mm -hmm. you are good enough the Nicole Byer church of you are good enough yeah what would you play at the church what kind of music
2: oh probably a lot of Megan Thee Stallion a lot of ah. Doja Cat <laughs> Yes Beyonce Yeah see in all.
1: Thanks again to Nicole Bayer. Her new book is called Hashtag Very Fat hashtag Very Brave The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Hashtag Brave And Not a Dejected Melancholy Down in the Dumps Weeping Fat Girl in a Bikini That's a title I love it Oh man I love it I love it so All right, listeners, don't forget this Friday, we're back in your feeds with another episode. And in those Friday episodes, we regularly hear from you sharing the best parts of your week. You can do that at any point throughout any week. Just record your voice onto your phone and send that file to me via email at samsanders at npr.org. samsanders at npr.org. All right, y'all, thanks so much for listening. Till next time, be good to yourselves. I'm Sam Sanders. Talk soon.
0: With 24 7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: When voters talk
2: during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learn. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the
1: NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org slash elections.